amigos, my name is Krissa and welcome to the All About You podcast. have my friend Cody who basically you know he's my California brother and we didn't meet each other until we were in Texas like when we were both serving at Valley Rise so it's just a small world and you know it's so amazing like how God brings those godly friendships into your life and I just love everything about what he's done here at our church and just how like I've grown with him as my friend and I'm just so excited. So, Cody, introduce yourself to everybody. What's up, podcast? You need one of those like little buttons where you press and say, What's up, yeah? Like she was saying, um, my name is Cody. I'm a youth pastor uh, for Encounter Youth. I'm actually a youth pastor at my parents' church. Here, Killing the game. Here in Taft, California. Woo-woo. Nobody knows where that's at. Yeah, ever, I still but... have never been. <laughs> I grew up in California, and I have no idea what Taft is like. So. Yeah, it's a very small, not even city. It's a very small town, little mm-hmm. country town, I guess. But yeah, um, I'm the youth pastor there. Moved there from Texas last August, so I've been there for about a year now. Which we totally miss you, and we're still trying to get you to come back. No <laughs> one plays the drums as hard as Cody, but that's not the reason why. He's an amazing student leader yeah. and just individual overall, so we just... Just miss you. Yeah, so. I miss you all too. It's awesome. Yeah, were you always a believer? Because I know, um, like, you're serving in church now, and yeah. you know, you have your dad, and your dad's um, a pastor, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, you grew up in that household, yeah. but like, you personally, were you a believer? Um, so I was always a believer, I guess you could say, or follower. Yeah, but I wasn't <laughs> always a follower. Yeah, um, I think that's the difference of just I always believed that there was a God and that there was someone higher than us and. Um, I always believed in Jesus and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I mean, like you're saying, I was a pastor's kid, so I grew up in church my whole life. And um, I always believed and knew like what was right, what was wrong. But I never always followed Jesus throughout yeah. my whole life. I And I mean, there's always those stories where you yeah. hear about PKs being like the worst kids. PKs like are PKs are, are kids. pastor's kids, <laughs> preacher's kids. But basically, it's just yeah. like... You just hear the worst thing, like they're the most wild ones, yeah. the most crazy ones. So yeah. I mean, did you? Live? Always the worst. I did a lot of stupid you things. You the name to um, the fullest. <laughs> yeah, when especially when I was in high school, I think was when I was at my worst. I partied and smoked weed and did all that stuff. And I mean, even then, I still believed that there was a Jesus. And yeah. Still, uh, but as it came down to that whole like lukewarm Christianity, like I went to church on Sundays, and I think pastors kids for me at least i was a pastor kid i think we're we're very much the best at faking it or the best at coming to church uh, on sundays and I mean, looking true. like a little angel and then leaving the next day and uh, just going back to original life so i would say yeah. i was always a believer but just not so much a follower but i yeah. think in life we have to um we have to separate believing and following because you could still be a believer but not follow jesus and, yeah no that's okay um, that's true yeah, so I think I was a believer, just never really followed him to my full potential until I was out of high school. Then I just realized, like, all right, I need to change my group of friends. I need to start hanging around with people who uh, want me to uh, 
follow my goals and what God's calling me to do because I think the biggest thing for you to follow truly after what God's calling you to do is have people surrounding you and it even talks yeah. about in the Bible um, to not do life alone and obviously it's talking about um, like don't do life without Jesus but it's also talking about people like like you like don't do life alone like I talk to you a lot about things and uh, talk to Pastor Christian a lot about things and mm-hmm. um, I think when we do life with people then we have those friends that are there to help us and um, we tell our leaders and our youth students all the time like don't have yes friends have friends that aren't afraid to tell you no aren't afraid to tell you like hey like you shouldn't be doing that because we have this saying that we talk about our churches if you've never been mad at your best friend then you probably need a new best friend because being told no wow i love that that's so true being told no something i should probably hang up yeah Yeah, because being told no will make you mad and make you angry because it challenges you to grow yeah for sure and i mean even that like it that's something that always stuck to me um when you left Valley Rise, like, mm-hmm. you had sent us all a text message, like, basically just telling, like, what, how you saw us, and how you viewed us, and how you valued us, and I remember mm-hmm. specifically, like, for me, you had told me, like, you love seeing people grow, and yeah. I never viewed myself as that, like, type of person that would challenge people, but I think, like, as time goes on, I'm trying to realize, like, I, mm-hmm. I totally, yeah, I love seeing people grow in, like, yeah. any, any way that I can. Um, so, obviously, you're back in California. Yeah. But for a time, you were in Texas. So how mm-hmm. did you end up finding Valley Rise? Like, okay. how did you... Yeah, so um, there was a time, point in my life where I just felt like God was calling me to do something new. And for me, I thought it was more of like a... Maybe like a Christian college, I guess you could mm-hmm. say. Um, or like an internship type of thing. And uh, I was honestly looking around just places where I knew I would have a place to stay. And I was yeah. looking in Washington, looking in Texas... Um, You're just trying to get out of California. Yeah, just kind of. I was well, I was looking to a little bit in San Diego too. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I knew there was places that I could stay. I was looking at different churches and all that stuff, and um, I didn't know necessarily where God was calling me. And I told my parents about it. I was like, "Hey, I feel like God's calling me somewhere. I just don't know where." Don't know where. Yeah. And then a few months after that, we went on a cruise. I was actually out of Galveston, Texas. And then when I was there. Um, kind of God just like kind of spoke to me and just like this is where you're going to be like this yeah. is where I feel like uh, for me it's just where I felt like God was calling me to be and um, I talked to family friends that we knew there and I was like hey if for some reason I moved over here whatever we'll stay with y'all um, they instantly said yes and and then so at that time it was just more of like okay finding where I was going to go yeah. in Texas and um, I honestly just looked up just churches in Texas and Valley Rise was one of the first ones that popped up and um, then I contacted Christian and DM'd mm-hmm. him. Was like, hey, like, um, I just want to come help out at y'all's church. You have an internship. He's like, we don't have an internship necessarily, but yeah. more than welcome to come help us because I think that was y'all's like first or second year, first yeah, I think it was year of church planning. First planet. year, probably. Oh. Um, something I want to touch on yeah. though that you had said where you basically like you didn't know where you want to go. I just want like you know I think that's so encouraging to think about because there's many times where like we feel like we're supposed mm-hmm. to be somewhere but we just don't know where yeah and it kind of like gets to a point of like defeat because you know we're just trying continuously like trying to find a way like hey where am i trying to go should i just go here and i think sometimes you know in our walk we want to know like in that moment mm-hmm. that we kind of just take a step in the right direction or yeah. we take a step in the wrong direction yeah. and i just you know whoever's listening like i just 
want you to be encouraged by that, that, like, you're not alone in regards to, like, where you're trying to go. We're all trying yeah. to find our purpose. We're all trying to find the right direction. Yeah. But I think what's most important is that you just kept seeking God about it, and, you know, you didn't make a step to where yeah. you felt like, okay, this is where I should be, mm-hmm. versus, like, actually taking the time to try and hear what God was trying to yeah. tell you where to go. Yeah. Um, but going back, like, to Valley Rise and <laughs> Pastor Christian, I totally remember when we were in the office. I don't think you know this, no. but... Basically, we were in the office, and he's like, yeah, so this California dude, like, reached out to us and basically just was like, I want to be a part of it. And he's like, he said he's going to come check us out, so we'll see how it is. <laughs> and I was, I remember immediately, because I was already in charge yeah. of the social media, I go on there, and I'm like, what's his name? So then I looked <laughs> you up, and I was like, he looks like Justin Bieber. Justin I was like, he's such a oh, California God. boy. <laughs> It was so funny. Yeah. But, I mean, even that, you came to visit, mm-hmm. and I remember during that time, you know, when we met you, you always had a girlfriend. Yeah. Like, we didn't know a single Cody. Yeah. So, um, we just knew you came with this girl. And then I, was, I knew, like, eventually, like, as you joined um, mm-hmm. a part, like, you be- became part of the lead team. Yeah. She became your fiance. Yeah. I even took the pictures for yeah. you guys, <laughs> like, which was so cool. Yeah. Um, but in that time of your life, like, because you proposed to her, how mm-hmm. did you know you were ready to be married? Because yeah. I think, you know, like, there's a lot of people out there that are just... Just trying mm-hmm. to figure out, like, how do I know if so-and-so's one? Like, yeah. how did you know? Yeah, so, um, actually, that cruise I was on out of Texas is where I actually met her on. I met mm-hmm. her on that cruise. So, moving to Texas made it a little bit easier. Because, cruise life. Yeah, because I didn't know anybody <laughs> besides my family. And at that time, uh, my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And so, it made it a little bit easier, I guess, moving to Texas. But um, I think just knowing when I was ready to propose... Um, obviously a lot of prayer and a lot of just seeking Jesus and yeah. um, I think just knowing who she was in Christ and knowing who she was with her walk with Jesus made it a little bit easier yeah. um, because I think when it comes down to it um, if you don't feel like that person's on the same walk with you don't rush it just because you're uh, in love I think sometimes we have to take that love vision off and start looking at it from a godly vision and say okay like that's real good give um, me the chills right now literally (laughs) Uh, because i was in a relationship before her whereas Uh a lot of things were based off love based off lust based off all these things and um and i wanted to marry the girl before um and i even talked to her parents but her parents told me no and uh this was the girl before uh the girl i actually was engaged with and um but a lot with that, when I look at it, was mainly I was looking at the vision through lust. And was yeah. like, okay, like, um, once we're married, like, having sex would be okay because we're married. And, like, I was doing a lot of stuff like that. And I thought I loved her just because we're connected sexually. And um, when I was actually engaged, I had a, I've learned from the first relationship. So it was just more of like, all right, God, if this is someone who I'm not supposed to be with, then let me know Mm -hmm. and speak to me or have someone speak to me or just let it end um, how it's supposed to end because I want to seek after someone who's also seeking after you just as much as I am. And um, because I think in life you need to have a boyfriend or girlfriend, whoever, who's seeking after Jesus just as much as you, if not more. Yeah. And uh, I was in a relationship where I was dragging the person along with me and um, sometimes when we get to that stage like we're trying to drag ourselves along and drag that person with you and when it starts to get to that point then after a while you'll start getting exhausted and because um, it's just like 
if I walk to everywhere around dragging a hundred pounds behind me, like wow. I'm going to yeah. get to a point where I could still keep walking forward, but I'm going to get to a point where I just get exhausted and tired and want to stop. And, um, it's like that spiritually when you're trying to drag someone spiritually behind you, then there's going to get to a point like, yeah, you could keep going forward, but it's going to be very slow. And there's going to get to a point where you're tired and you just want to stop. And then that's when it starts pulling you away from Jesus. And so, um, so I think just honestly, just seeking after Jesus and just, I think the biggest thing is just reading the word and finding someone who seeks after Jesus just as much as you. And mm -hmm. if you love that person and then they also love Jesus too, um, I think, win -win. yeah, it's a win-win. <laughs> then I think if you're saying like, yeah, I feel like I'm ready to propose, just look at who that person is. Yeah. And if that's someone you could truly see yourself with. And if there's um, some red flags and you're just like, okay, maybe I should wait. Uh, because one thing we grew up is like, we don't have divorce a part of the picture. Yeah, no, for and, sure. You want um, like your first marriage to be your yeah, last. Yeah, so if you look at that spouse or whoever and you're like, okay, um, maybe this is something that could end in a divorce if we did get married or something like that. Yeah. And I think it's too just having people around you. I mean, I think it comes back to that because Pastor Christian was someone I talked to and was like, because I think sometimes we could get in that point where we have the love vision um, mm -hmm. just kind of be over the godly vision. And uh, with Pastor Christian, he, I, I talked to him and I was like, how do you feel about this girl? Yeah. Like, Seeking um, godly counsel. Yeah. One thing that you were saying, though, um, that just stood out to me right now was basically like you came in boldness like to mm -hmm. God and basically said, if this isn't the relationship, then let it end the way it's supposed to end. Yeah. And that's a bold prayer because yeah. it's kind of like if you love that person, you want to be with them. You don't want God yeah. to take them away. Like yeah. that's literally like yeah. I know from, I'm speaking from a personal experience. But I mean, you know, just in reality, like, you know, we don't ever want to just come to God and like pray mm. stuff like that. But at the same time, that boldness um, that just shows like how much you really want God to to speak to you in terms of yeah. whether or not that person mm -hmm. is the person for you. So, yeah, for you know, sure. that in itself is like a great example and. It's truly um, just shows how your walk with yeah. God is, and I think that's amazing. So I have a loaded question for yeah. you. So uh, obviously, I mean, you had mentioned already, like your girlfriend at that time. Mm -hmm. um, she's no longer your girlfriend or fiance. Yeah. Um, since you guys are no longer engaged, this is obviously mm -hmm. your choice if you yeah. want to answer this. But like, do you remember how your feelings were like mm -hmm. during that time? And you know, for any reason, did you ever question or doubt yeah. God like yeah. in that moment? Um. Yeah, so we were engaged, and then uh, we were supposed to get married, obviously, and then um, we broke up just for some things. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously it was hard because I loved her, obviously, right when I proposed. And, yeah. Um, I wanted to be with her, or I wouldn't have proposed. And, uh, yeah, I think it got, at first, was at a point where I didn't really understand what was going on because... Um, I was like, Jesus, like, I feel like this is someone I could be with for the rest of my life. Like, mm -hmm. I don't understand why this is happening. And um, I even preached about this yesterday at our church. But sometimes it gets to a point where it's not about understanding. It's about trusting. And um, Love that. even when I don't understand what's going on, I still got to trust Jesus yeah. enough. That, like, and that's the hardest yeah. part sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And um, I prayed a lot even before the breakup happened, like, God, if this is something that's not going to work out, just at least give me peace about it. And mm -hmm. um, when we did break up, I did feel a kind of weird peace about it because obviously it was still hard and stuff. And, yeah. Um, but I think it just helped, too, that there was past 
things that happened in my life. Like one big thing that happened in my life was, I think it's been like three years ago now, one of our sisters, uh, she passed away. And um, for me, I think that was when I was at my lowest point. And I think for that, for that situation, that was something that really pushed me to be like, okay, you either trust God or you don't. Yeah. And um, I think situations like that really helped me to this point of understanding like, okay, like obviously God's plan is bigger than mine. God's timing is bigger than mine. God's um, everything that he thinks is so much bigger than me and yeah. what I think. And um, I think it just comes to the point of understanding that God is so much bigger than you. And than what we could yeah, ever imagine. Yeah, than what we could ever imagine. And um, I mean, that's what faith is. Faith is trusting. And Definitely. Um, if we want to have faith in Jesus, we got to trust him. And I think it just goes to a point of, two, just digging deeper into Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my friends, Billy, he was preaching the other day and he kind of put it this way and it's so good. Like, like just right now, like me and you sitting next to each other, like I understand and know that you're next to me. Um, but obviously I trust you because we're close, but if I I didn't, (laughs) but if I didn't know you, if I didn't know you, um, like just because I know you're next to me, doesn't mean I technically trust you. Yeah. The reason why I trust you is because we invested time into each other, getting to know each other. And it's just like that with Jesus. I can understand and know that God's for me and God's next to me, but doesn't necessarily mean that I trust Jesus. And the more you trust him is bombs today. (laughs) And the more you trust him, I think it's just like Billy was saying, you just dig deeper into him. And that starts with reading your Bible, starts with prayer, starts with worship and uh, with the whole engagement ending and stuff. Um, The reason I think I had a piece about it is because even in that situation, um, I just dug even deeper into prayer, dug even deeper into the word, dig deeper into worship and said, God, um, I know I don't understand and I know I love this girl, but if this is not someone who's meant for me, um, not that she was a bad person because mm-hmm. she was amazing, obviously, and um, uh, just just maybe she, we just weren't meant to be together. And I, uh, think, I just, think that's so cool in yeah. terms of like, you know, that's, you know, everything that you just labeled or named, how, mm-hmm. you know, just worshiping, reading the Bible, seeking Jesus, like praying about everything. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important how like, you know, to keep your heart pure and basically like, avoid bitterness from taking place because it's so easy in that moment for every single hurt Mm -hmm. to turn into bitterness because you know like it's it's a just some sort of like emotions that just run through us and it's kind of like you just want to be angry and you want to let that anger turn into revenge or something but at the same time like you you stayed firm in your faith and you stayed grounded and rooted Mm -hmm. to where you know you just you didn't waver and i think um that in itself is powerful um so I know you guys like are on talking terms, right? Yeah, like yeah. you guys are so friendly, yeah. amicable. How do you build those boundaries? Um, because you guys once like loved yeah. each other on a different level, romantic yeah. level. So yeah. how do you do that? Um, so I think, I mean, cause we obviously spent, I mean, we were together for a year and a half, almost two years. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, obviously she was a part big part of my life through those one and a half, two years and even moving throughout Texas and stuff like she was always a part of that. Yeah. And moving to Texas was one of the biggest parts ever in my life because that was the only place I've lived besides with my parents. So, mm-hmm. um, Sam, yeah, so, so I moved to yeah. Texas, it was still with yeah. my mom. <laughs> so I think we just got to a point where it's like, okay, like, even though maybe we're not together and stuff, like I'm not going to act any different towards her and she's the same way. She's not going to act any different towards me because we kind of ended on a mutual ground and we didn't end out of being 
hateful towards each other mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And um, I think it just comes down to a point where not even just with her, like maybe um, just someone that maybe has hurt you before, whether it's a girl or boy, or maybe it's your parents or maybe it's a friend. Um, one thing I always pray about every single morning is like praying to Jesus and saying, Jesus, make me look more like you. Yes. And uh if I'm trying to look more like Jesus, then that means I got to love on people too, no matter the situation. And even uh, with us breaking up, like I still got to love on her and still be mm-hmm. kind to her. And I'm not going to say anything negative about her ever, or I'm not going to say anything rude about her or to her. And um, it gets, just gets to a point even without like breakups and stuff where it's just like, okay, if I want to make myself look more like Jesus and do what God called me to do, because in the Bible it calls us to love on people. Yeah. Um, then we have to push past sometimes the awkwardness of knowing that we were engaged and broke up or push past um, someone being rude to you or someone being um, not truthful to you or anything like that. So I think it's just doing what God called us to do and understanding like, okay, you got to sometimes push past your worldly view on things and Mm -hmm. start looking at it from a godly view and a godly perspective and I think that's so strong, like how you just, you know, you you respected her in your relationship and you're still respecting her outside of your relationship like that in itself is, it's hard, (laughs) Um, but I admire you for it definitely. Um, There's something that you were talking about earlier and when we were talking about how you knew that you were just ready to get married, married and you know, this just keeps running through my mind. So I feel like we should talk about it. Um, It's not one of the questions I asked you, but it's basically like. You know, a lot of people have like a set list as mm-hmm. to like who they should be with and yeah. what kind of person, what this person should look like mm-hmm. and how this person should talk and what they're doing yeah. in ministry. Like they just have this pick, like literally down to the T, like yeah. who their person is supposed to be. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I have my own opinions about that, but like, mm-hmm. what do you think? Like, yeah. do you feel like that's how? Um, yeah, I know a lot of people have this whole list of like they want to check everything off Mm -hmm. but I honestly think for me this is just my opinion that I don't think there's going to be someone who has everything on your checklist and um for me at least I think the biggest thing is just like you gotta look at stuff that's more priority like um okay first are they following after Jesus yes okay then that's something you could check off or are they loving on people or how do they act or how do they stuff like this and um, some people got such a big checklist that they want to check off that I think sometimes yeah (laughs) that I think sometimes they do miss out on opportunities of someone that maybe they should be with so true um, so true because I mean I even had my list where I was just like hey He's be like six feet tall. <laughs> like I would go down to yeah. the T, and like I remember, you know, even a year ago, just going back to that list and just being like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah. like you know, I gotta just trust God, yeah. like, cause He knows who I need better than I know. Yeah. Like, if I think I need this, like, I'm, I'm just looking at the wrong stuff. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think it's just so good. Yeah. And I think too with that, um, one thing that I pray about a lot is just like, okay, God. Um, I think sometimes people look too hard for a relationship that they start missing out on other things. And one thing that I did that I was so guilty in life is I was looking too much for a relationship that Mm -hmm. I was missing out on opportunities that God was putting in In front front of me. And I think one thing that I pray about all the time is like, even now, like God, whoever is supposed to be with me or whoever I'm supposed to be with, 
Like, you just let us cross paths. Like, yeah. I'm not going to look for a relationship. Um, I'm not going to be trying to focus too much on hitting on all these girls or, like, doing all these <laughs> things and uh, miss out on who God's calling us Making to be. Making them so, fall in love with their yeah. baby blues. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but, yeah, I mean, that's something Pastor Christian always talks about. Yeah. Where, like, all the single people, he's always like, you know, we're on the path to, like, we're on a, a collision course, yeah. literally, crashing into the person we're supposed mm-hmm. to be with. And, you know, um, that just has always stuck with me. Yeah. But so last question I really just want to ask you is, you know, um, for anyone who's going through some sort of like engagement breakup, whether Mm -hmm. it was on good terms or bad terms or who knows what happened, Mm -hmm. what took place, you know, everyone has their own story, goes through their own feelings and situations. Um, If they're just facing a similar situation, what's something you would like to tell them that like speaks life into that and just encourages them to get through it? Um. I would say it just comes all down to just trusting Jesus and trusting his plan for your life. And, yeah. Um, sometimes in life we go through different situations and different things. And even like with everything going on around this world with COVID and just all this craziness that's happening. Yeah. I think it's just we got to get to a point where we just got to dig deeper into Jesus. And um, and I think you got to do that when things are going your way besides when things aren't going your way. Because I think we have a tendency of just digging deeper and praying and doing all that stuff when things aren't going our way. And the moment things start going our way, then we kind of just put God on a bookshelf and say, like, yeah. like I'll pull you out later when I need you. Um, but the more <laughs> the more you dig deeper when things are going your way, then the easier it will be when things aren't going your way. And mm-hmm. um, that's just what I've learned in life because... Just like I was talking about my sister who passed away, like during that time, I was doing drugs, I was drinking, I was doing all these things. And uh, when she passed away, it was just that much harder. And I think it's because I wasn't really spiritually grounded um, in God and in my relationship with Jesus. And um, I think the more you start just digging deeper into who Jesus is and into the word and into prayer, then the more you'll start to trust him. And even like there's stories in the Bible where... um, it could help you with your situation. Like one for me was uh, there's a story about Peter. And um, like a couple chapters before the story of Peter, there was a story in the Bible where it talks about the 12 disciples and Jesus sleeping on the boat. And there was a massive storm and disciples woke Jesus up saying, we're going to die. Like you need to help us. Yeah. Jesus said, peace be still over the storm. And and then a couple chapters, chapters after that, there's a story of Peter in the Bible where um, at that time, like, you couldn't say anything about Jesus. You had to worship the idol and, like, all that stuff. And and if you talked about Jesus, if you prayed anything, um, then you'd be put to death. And uh, Peter obviously was doing what God called him to do. And mm-hmm. um, within that story, Peter got put in jail. The next day, he was going to die. And um, when Peter was in jail, he's in between. It talks about in the Bible how he's be in between two guards. And... Uh, for me, I just know if I knew I was going to die the next day, like, I'd be freaking out. I'd be stressing <laughs> out. I'd be like, oh, God. You'd be dude, trying like, to find a way yeah. out. Yes. I'd be trying to find a way to escape out of the prison. Um, but with Peter, what he did was sleep. He just slept between the two guards. And I think the reason I why he did sleep. that, um, and I think the reason why he did that is because chapter, like a couple of books in the Bible before that, mm-hmm. he, he was one of the 12 disciples who saw Jesus sleep within the storm. And wow. Jesus was sleeping within a physical storm, but Peter was sleeping through through like kind of a mental storm, just knowing that he was going to die the next day. And I think the more we start to see uh, what Jesus is and what Jesus does and who he is and 
then the more we'll start to understand that his way is higher than our way. And yeah. um, he even talks about in the Bible of Peter sleeping between the guards that God sent an angel to help Peter escape out of the prison. And I think um, when we kind of mentally uh, sleep in our storm, and it's not because uh, we're trying to get rid of the storm, it's just because we trust Jesus enough within the storm that we feel comfortable enough to sleep. Mm-hmm. Because if he didn't trust Jesus, then he would be freaking out and stressing out and all that stuff. And I think just the more we trust Jesus within the storm that we go through, then uh, God's always going to find a way for you to get out of that storm. And Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's so many good nuggets in, like, everything, like, we just discussed. Um, yeah. And I'm just so excited for whoever it is going to be listening, whether it's, like, a friend of someone that knows somebody yeah. that went through, like, a breakup like this or something. Um, I just want to encourage like whoever is listening, send this out to somebody if you feel like it's going to be good for them, something that's going to be life-changing if you just want to help them in any way. Um, but I'm encouraged myself. Like, I can't wait to play this back and <laughs> just re-listen to everything that you just said. Yeah. It was so good. Um, I'm just so excited because I'm listening to you like now just speak about like mm-hmm. the whole situation. And I mean, it's still fairly recent. Yeah. So, but seeing how like far already like you've progressed in mm-hmm. you know your relationship how much growth there's been since yeah. then that in itself has like encouraged me so if anything i'm double encouraged <laughs> but um i just think it's so cool yeah. um just being able to do this i appreciate you for sharing your you story it. uh no no but <laughs> jesus is killing it <laughs> use me but basically i just you know um it's just so cool because literally we went on a run this morning and yeah. then we had some breakfast and now we're doing this podcast. So <laughs> it's just cool um, that we even get to do this. Uh, you know, I yeah. get to do life with you even though you live back in California. Yeah. But just want to say I'm proud of you, thankful for you, for your relationship and just everything you've done. Um, you, you've helped me definitely mm-hmm. grow. So love you, Cody. Love you too. You're the Appreciate best. You. Until next time. Peace out, fam. <laughs>